Welcome to Oasis Podcast Sermons, where our call is to gather the scattered back into relationship with God. Holy Spirit, give each listener discernment, wisdom, and understanding as they desire to know you more. Speak to their hearts and continue to guide and direct them into deeper relationship with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Enjoy. So, um, as usual, we're going to read the Bible tonight. The book, the only book that we live our lives by, right? So, um, Ashley, will you read the the bulk of it? Matthew 17, 14 through 21. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answers and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? For how long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why can we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out without, except by power and fasting, prayer and fasting. That's it. So there's a lot going on here, right? What's happening? Kid. Yep. Who's who's there? Jesus. Who else? The disciples. Okay. So that's us, right? Yeah. Disciples of Christ, we are? Yep. Alright. So and when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him. Kneeling down, a position of humbleness, I inserted that. He takes a position of humbleness in front of the Lord, right? And he says, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic. Is that weird for anybody? I'm just going to stop right there. Sean, do you have a Jubilee version? What are you reading out of? Uh, Jubilee. (laughs) Um, It says you're... For he is a lunatic. A so lunatic. Oh, wow. Epileptic. Lunatic. So, so do we know epilepsy to be a modern word? Yeah. yeah. Like like a word of science. Like a yeah. person with bipolar disorder that might have epileptic seizures? That's it. Yeah, like right. a diagnosis? Right. So that, that's, that is a modern word that's been imprinted on our scripture. The, the New Testament is translated from the Greek, correct? Right? Yeah. So, if we look at a strong definition of that word, epileptic, Sean, what did you read from Sean? New King James or King James? Uh, Jubilee. Jubilee. If we look at a Strong's of that, here are the three options that it gets, the Strong's. The very first one is to be moonstruck or a lunatic. The second is to be epileptic. We know that's a modern word. We know that's probably not the meaning, right? Is everybody tracking with me? Okay. Then it says under that 2A. So this is an addition to the second definition. Epilepsy being supposed to return and increase with the increase of the moon. 
this meaning is doubtful, as the Greeks knew nothing of epilepsy. Because it's a modern word. How would they know what epilepsy is, right? So where am I going with this? It's not the right word. He's actually possessed the moon versus like having seizures. So, so who's he possessed by? Yeah, the devil. Maybe. If it's a nod to the moon, who, what what demographic of people are we discussing here? See, Greeks. Oh, Greeks. What do we know about Greeks? What gods do they worship? Greek mythology. Who's the moon goddess? Her name's Selene. S e l e n e. Why why would they be referencing this? Why why are they changing the manuscript? And putting a modern word in the manuscript that doesn't belong there. <coughs> Do we believe that people still today get possessed by demons? Yes. Get possessed by spirits yes. and need to be healed of this? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Okay. So let's keep going. Will you continue reading from that point, uh, Ashley? Sorry. Or he often falls into the fire and often into the water. Stop. Can you read it again? For he often falls into the fire and often falls into the water. Okay. So do we know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the man, the miracle worker from Nazareth, to communicate with us in metaphor, parable, or riddle? Is that a thing? Yes. Okay. So if we've identified that the man is demon-possessed, not epileptic. What do you think he's saying right here? Do you think that this is a literal, uh, a literal voice? Is he speaking in literal terms to you, or is he saying something else? Saying something else. Is he? He's both, like a mixture. Of it, both. Could, it could be both, right? I think he's saying that the guy is possessed by demon and demon's trying to kill him. Okay. What the Lord presses on my heart and what I think this means is that this is a man who is possessed by a demon, possessed by a moon goddess or whatever the the Greek word was that was inserted there or was there in place of epilepsy, excuse me. And he goes this way, he goes in darkness and he goes in light. Darkness and light. It's, it's like when, when the Lord touches our life, and Sean always uses this, this description of David. David was a sinner, right? We know David did some pretty gnarly sins in the Old Testament, right? Yeah. So when the Lord touched his life, what did his repentance process look like? It was good. Like, he always turned. Like, whenever he did wrong, the Lord convicted him, and he repented and never did it again. That's it, right there. Yeah, he never went back. Isn't that what Jesus does? What kind of healing does he promise in the New Testament? Leprosy? Like, like what kind of healing, you say? Miraculous, Miraculous. right? Miraculous healing, right? Fully restored. Full restoration. Not partial restoration. Full restoration. 
He comes and he heals people like we're seeing in this specific piece of scripture. What happens to the person that's demon-possessed? Fully restored. Fully restored. And I feel like there's someone in this room, and I'm just going to say this, that has one foot in the kingdom and one foot in the fire. One foot still in the world. And the Lord's trying to call you home right now. You're his son. You're this boy. He wants to heal you. And, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's not going to look like anything like you would think. I just we, we, we believe in the power of testimony, right? We believe that here at Oasis. And I just want to share a, a fragment of my testimony. Two years ago, I was in a jail cell, and, and Gabe just took me back to this place in our worship setting. I was in a jail cell. I was coming down off of fentanyl, and I knew that the Lord was trying to touch my life. He was marking my life. And I was just singing that same song over and over and over and over and over again. <clears throat> and the point I'm making is my life looks completely different. I'm married. I have a home. I preach the gospel. It's, it's, it's a huge, drastic difference than what it looked like two years ago. It's accelerated. It's, it's not fractional. It's not marginal. It's complete restoration in all areas of my life. Not just like... I keep going and, you know, I'm, I'm going through life. I don't know what, you, what your story is, what the Lord's speaking to you right now. But as we're reading this scripture, but it's not like the Lord touches my life and then I continue on like a compromised path. And I, I continue to compromise my value system, which is the value system described in this book. Right? This is the value system that we live our lives by. Right? I don't I don't compromise that. And somewhere in there I'm gonna be moving in a forward trajectory. And 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 and, and we see that and I feel like that's what the Lord wants to do for somebody tonight. So let's keep reading and we'll see what happens. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Stop. That's us, right? We're the disciples. So what is it? Let's talk about our community as a whole right now. Um, This is a group of prodigal people, right? I just, I just gave a fraction of my testimony to, to identify maybe with somebody. The Lord told me to share that. A, a piece of my testimony because look what the Lord's done. Amen? Amen. Amen. And in this, are you reading again? O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Okay, so in this, if we're not seeing in our community full and complete and total restoration. We should be praying those prayers over people and 
based on this, what Jesus says, if we're not seeing complete and total restoration, complete healing, what's the issue? We've got one foot in hell and one foot in heaven. Potentially. What, what does he say right here specifically is the issue? Lack of, lack of faith. Lack of faith. Yeah. Right. So do we just pray uh, empty words? No. What, what was your name, brother? Logan. Logan. I asked Logan to come up and pray for me. And we all, the people that know me in this room, we agreed that what he prayed for me, I've only encountered this man, I think, one other time. What he prayed for me, and he doesn't know anything about my personal life. Not a thing. Right? Do you know what my name is? He doesn't even know my name. My name is Garrett, by the way. I'll still forget. But what he heard from the Lord was not empty. Right? Right. He, he spoke to my life, to personal things in my life that he could have no possible idea. So do we pray with expectancy? Do we pray with faith? Do we pray that the healing is going to happen or are we just speaking empty words over people? Is this just a hobby? That we, we got a really, really weird hobby. <laughs> if we don't believe in faith that these things are going to happen, that the words that we read in the New Testament, the actions, acts of the disciples, that means we are called to action, we are called to do things. Right? Right? right. And what are those things? Healed sick. What else? What else? Yeah. Spreading the news. Wait, wasn't there something about handling serpents in there, maybe too? Yeah. So, so I'm just, I'm just saying, are these, are these things? Hey, are these things for today? Yes. Are they? Yes. Do we want to see these things manifest? In our congregation, do we want to see the people that come to this building that cry out for healing actually healed? Or are we just speaking empty words over them? No. Okay, so what's the issue then? Faith. 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 Can you keep going, please, Ashley? Yes. Thank you. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. What does that mean? You have to prepare yourself for battle. Okay, who, who prayed and fasted before they came tonight? Raise your hand. I mean, I pray. Pray and pray okay. and fast. What, did you guys pray about future events? Yep. Yeah. For people, maybe people you would encounter? Yep. Yeah? Did you pray in faith? Yep. Yeah. So we're talking about deliverance, right? We're talking about people being delivered from demons in this piece of scripture, right? What were the other two pieces of scripture? Second Chronicle 23 through 4. Okay. What's happening? What what are they asking of the Lord? To deliver them. Deliverance, right? Amen. Okay, so what are they doing right here? Praying and fasting. They're praying and fasting, right? For deliverance. Right? The whole whole community. Whole community. So, if 
We are, I would, I would, I would say this uh, statement, the supernatural ministry of Jesus Christ here in the physical realm has a purpose to combat the works of the devil. Right? Would everybody agree with that? Yes. Okay. So if we want to see people delivered of spirits and demons that are placed upon them, that are impacting their lives negatively, that are keeping them one foot in the light and one foot in the dark. We want to see we want to see a repentant heart, right? In ourselves, in each other. We want to see that that forward movement direction towards the Lord. The devil behind us, right? That's where that's where Jesus tells the devil to get, right? Behind us, right? And we repent and we move towards him. So so what what is there is this is this a coincidence that we just flipped back pre-Jesus to the book of 2 Chronicles and we see these two specific things in the book of 2 Chronicles that we see that is it is it a coincidence how, how what what's the timeline anybody know the timeline several hundred years before Jesus Christ right so so is that a coincidence or is that God's divine presence and hand on the inspired scriptures the whole way through and we don't just take half of the Bible and throw it in the trash right that's not how we operate when you fast and when you pray and when you give that was all the way through and Jesus said that in the New Testament when you fast when not if but when not if but when so I'm just trying to encourage you guys if we want to see these things leave we, we want to see prodigals come in our doors right gather the scattered that's what we're about right and when the scattered come home we want to see them delivered right yeah What's, what, is, what can we say uh, based on this scripture is a byproduct of fasting for these people? Deliverance. Deliverance? What, what did God deliver them from? When they got to the battle, the soldiers of the other army were all dead. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the God that I serve right there. I show up to make war. And everybody's dead already. He doesn't come through and wiped them all out ahead of me. That's what he does, right? That's right. All right, 1 Samuel 7, 1 through 6. So, we see another corporate fast happening here, right? Why? So, it said something about they moved the ark? Yeah, the ark of the Lord. So, did the Lord tell them to do that? So, they moved it without permission. That's what it looks like just based on that piece of scripture that we read, right? Yeah. Not trying to get us lost in the weeds, but my point is with this scripture, the heart posture now. Deliverance, repentance. Are we tracking? Yeah. Fasting, prayer. If we want to see this lackadaisical uh Christian, the lukewarm Christian that dances left, dances right, darkness, light. I'm a Christian one day. I'm, I'm walking out of here. I'm, I'm smoking a joint on my way home. That's not the, that's not the lifestyle that we're called to live, right? Right. right. Totally. And if you come here 
and you live in transparency, we're inviting you guys to come to community with us and dine with us and live in transparency and integrity with us and talk about your problems and love each other. That's what tribal living is. Right? But don't expect to stay the same way as you came. Right? There's change that's going to happen and this shift into holiness. What is First Peter that we talked about a couple weeks ago? What did, what did Peter say about our identity? Is in Christ. A holy priesthood is who we are. So do you, does a holy priesthood look like the shift back and forth? No. Nope. So what are you guys going to do about it? Repent. Amen. When we were talking about Malachi, and Susan brought it up earlier, polluted offerings, yeah. incense offerings. What did it say about the incense? Frankincense. No, it was don't bring a defiled offering to the right. altar. But it was an incense offering, no tainted incense on the Lord's altar. Yeah. And when they rub the blood of the lamb on the four corners of the altar on atonement, that washes away our sins. Jesus, don't be giving him any corrupted incense offerings. Don't be giving him your heart, but just a portion. He doesn't want just a portion of your heart. He wants the whole thing. I hope Holy Spirit spoke to you about something in this message today. If you would like to come to service in person, we meet on Sundays at Palmer's Cafe in Bend, Oregon at 5 p.m. located at 645 Northeast Greenwood Avenue. Or if you have any questions about what you just listened to, please email us at oasis.centraloregon at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in.